The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Evening, or so should I say hello, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My co-host will be here momentarily, but before I go on, I just want to let you know about our social media channels, which are right down here below on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, even TikTok. It's no creds req, Facebook.com forward slash no creds req, and on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash at no creds req if you're watching on facebook or youtube whether it be live or on replay we thank you for joining us and don't forget to smash that like button smash responsibly also share it with others it helps the show a lot if you share with others and on the audio side you can subscribe to the podcast by going to our megaphone link or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. You can also rate and review if your review is nice enough, but also if it's mean enough, we might even read it on the air. And you can also engage with the show by leaving comments. This, this, is, this is a listener-driven show. It's a comment-driven show. We appreciate you joining in the discussion. We want your algorithmic engagement comments. So yeah, and join us during the show. Comment doesn't to be anything related to what the topic is, the topic of conversation is at all, but you can comment, join the conversation. And I'm going to bring in my broadcast partner, ladies and gentlemen, joining us from the mean streets of Albany County, New York. We've got Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are you doing tonight, buddy? <laughs> doing all right. How about yourself? How doing about pretty yourself? good. Happy, happy Easter. Uh, if you Same celebrate, you. Uh, did you have a great, I hope you had a great Sunday with you, with your, uh, with your family. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I had like a brunch type thing and I was responsible for bringing uh, pastries. So I ate entirely too many donuts and entirely too many <laughs> apple fritters and um, there was some raspberry Danish. We had like eggs, bacon. It was it was good. It was good. Easter to me always reads kind of like a brunch holiday. Uh, yeah. How about you? Well, I served at my church uh, doing a live stream projection. I also uh, got to uh, go to my brother's house. We had pasta. We had typ- typical Italian oh, uh, nice. Easter with uh, antipasto, pasta, homemade pasta, tiramisu for dessert. I got to see my mom. She's doing awesome. Yeah, uh, she was. We got we got to break her out of uh, uh, her inpatient rehab for a bit, so she had to hang out with the family for a while. It was a nice. great day. It's a tiring day. I was asleep on the couch by eight 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 thirty, <laughs> but it was a great day, and I'm looking forward to talking with, talking some sports tonight. 
Oh With yeah, you, of course. Yeah, me too. I don't know what happened in my brain. I I think from last week's eight o'clock start time, I had that in my brain, and I was like, I got time. And then you're like, I just sent the link, and I'm like, oh, I just oh. the link. We're going. I figured it's seven o'clock. It's, yeah. it's your usual. It's our usual Tuesday time. Yeah, I'm right on. I'm right on it, man. I've been scatterbrained later, but I had I had something <laughs> else, and I scheduled it like right up against it. I was like, oh man. <laughs> but i'm here now but i hey, am here now and i'm ready i'm ready and raring to go that's all that matters so we're going to start tonight with major league baseball news last week we talked about the opening week of major league baseball season we had some content i wouldn't say contenders but we had some surprises we had some disappointments we had some players we were keeping an eye on but this week we're going to concentrate on some notable uh notable things in major league baseball we're going to start off with the Tampa bay rays they're off to a 10 and 0 start. I think it's the first time in 30 plus years that a major league baseball team has started the season 10 and 0. Yes. But I looked at some of their opponents and they're playing trash opponents, Dustin. Is this <laughs> is this is this a legit I'll go through the team list in just a moment, but is is it a legit 10 and 0? Like are these rays for real or is this just kind of an illusion? Well, you know what? It it feels and, I, and I'm of two minds about this because we know that it's early in the season. We know, but I'm going to say that it's real only because if it was almost any other team, it would, I would, I would say, oh, well, they just got hot to start the, to start the season. Kind of like that, uh, kind of like that, that Royals team of many years ago. Well, not many years ago, but, but. A few a number 20, of years ago now, 2015, yeah, yeah, something like that. Or, or um, the the Royals team of like with Angel Barroa on it, you know, where they got <laughs> off to this crazy start, and people are like, "Are they for real?" And they were not for real. Um, that that 2015 Royals team, they they went to the World Series, didn't they? Against the Mets, I think was it. Uh, I'm trying to. Yeah, remember. they beat the Met, they beat the Mets in five games. Yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, Met fans, I didn't mean to bring up an old an old sore for you. But to get back to my, you know, I you this is had me. to rip off that band aid. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. I'm I'm rambling here. But uh, to me, the fact that it's the Rays almost makes it legitimate because the Rays have been they've started to become known for doing. Some crazy things. I mean, last year they were doing that whole opener thing, and it worked. Yep. Everything lately, it seems like the current Rays regime, everything they're doing with Saber metrics and 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 Kevin Cash's crazy management style, it seems to be working. So, uh, to me, the fact their opponents, yeah, their opponents, they're not they're not exactly taking down some heavy hitters. But to me, because it's the Rays, I'm like, well, here they are again. They're just doing what they've what they've been known to do the last few years, and it's just find ways to win games, win games unconventionally. Sometimes they play a lot of small ball, and they're just they're just making it work. And the team the team does have some some talent, um, uh, and it's they're they're a fun team to watch. And if they're playing your team, they're a frustrating team to watch. Uh, so I'm going to say because it's the Rays, it's legit. Well, I'm going to say it's not so legit. Uh, I'm not saying this as a Yankees fan. I'm not saying this as a hater. Mm-hmm. But here are the three opponents they've faced so far. All four opponents they've faced so far. 
the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. The Oakland A's. And I can't remember the last team. Oh, yeah, the Oakland A's. Oh, God. What's the third team they faced? I, I have that. I, I, I should know this because I had it memorized. And now I don't. <laughs> well, so um, even the best in the business makes a mistake sometime. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, Washington, Washington, the Nationals. Okay. And and they beat Boston last night, who is kind of mid. I guess you could say they're they're I think the, the them in Baltimore right now, they in Baltimore right now are battling for the for last place in the American League East. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a young season. It's a young season, and yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see how they do the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you're bi- I'm basing this off of th- the four opponents that they've gone against so far who are not very good teams yeah in fact you could say oh you could say detroit is still rebuilding yeah oakland is forever rebuilding right now at this point yeah oakland and, and, oakland and washington's is, the same way they're also rebuilding mm-hmm. i will say oakland is oakland might be no offense A's fans but oakland might be the worst team in major league baseball this year um, and it's very early to start the season, but you look at the pieces they've traded away. You look at you look at some of their pitching. You you just wonder. Yeah, like you said, they've been in a perpetual state of rebuilding. Uh, the Billy Bean magic is not is not uh, working down there in Oakland um, so far. And they're in a tough division too. Let's not let's yeah. not forget about that. Um, but I will say. Uh, and I agree with you. The Tigers, not not great to start the season. Uh, doesn't appear to be one of the elite teams. Same with Washington. Washington does. They did that Soto trade, and they did get some prospects. I, for one, am a believer in Mackenzie Gore. If he can put it together, he's he's got elite-level stuff, um, in my opinion, my extremely uneducated opinion. It's not like I'm a baseball scout or anything. But – to me, me, me neither, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. To me, though, the reason that this makes this legitimate is in a little bit uh, legitimate in my eyes, even though it's early in the season. One, they're doing what they should do. They're beating up on teams that as of now look um, inferior to them. But in baseball, it is such a long season. It is such a long grind. It is easy to catch a team unaware you know, to me, mm-hmm. the the old saying in football is any given Sunday, and that is true. That is true in the NFL. But to me, it's also true in Major League Baseball because the I am no math expert, but because of how long a season is and because you play them, this is not just one-off. This is not just, okay, we're playing a game against uh, Baltimore, and then next week we move on to Boston. No, you're playing a series against against um these teams so for for tampa bay to sweep them all i mean i would have thought that at least one team would be able to get one win in there you know so to me it says something about tampa bay now we will see we will see to your point we will see what happens when they when they face opponents that are perhaps of a of a higher standard but they are the first team i think it was the milwaukee brewers of what 78 87 something like that that went 13 and 0 to start um yeah this 10 and 0 is 10 and 0 is a legit win streak but i'll put it to you this way if i was if i was the yankees if this was the yankees right now i wouldn't care i wouldn't care who 
we beat. I would just say, hey, we won 10 games. I'll take them. So right. to me, it's kind of legit because the Phillies don't look great right now, and the Yankees still lost lost one to them. Um, yeah, and well, the Yankees are up right now. As of right now, they're up eight to two in the uh, in the seventh <laughs> inning. There we go against, for the or the bottom. I'm sorry, the, the bottom of the fourth against the against Guardians. The Guardians. So. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of that point's kind of moot. <laughs> and Tampa is up two nothing. Uh, so the, I did look up the longest winning streak to start a major league baseball season. It's, t- it's a tie between the okay. 1987 Milwaukee Brewers. All right. And so the 1982 uh, Atlanta Braves. And the oh, Rays okay. are the seventh team since 1901 to begin the year with 10 or more wins. So they've got three games to tie the record four games to break the record mm-hmm. now i just want to see how the 1987 milwaukee brewers did in the 1982 atlanta braves did so let's take a look and see what happened in the 1987 season and here's what happened in the 87 season uh the, the brewers didn't win the world series <laughs> <laughs> the minnesota twins did but yeah the Milwaukee Brewers finished in third place with in the AL East. Yes, they were the the American League East with a, wow. with a 91 and 71 record. In 1982, the St. Louis Cardinals won the World Series, but Atlanta finished 89 and 73 in the West. So they won the the, the West Division in 1982. So time will yeah, it's a long season. It's, it's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating to see if how the Rays can keep up this pace to see if this is legit when they start to play some really uh, some better, some better quality teams Mm -hmm. uh, outside of Detroit, Oakland, Washington, and Boston. I'll get some plenty of hate from Boston Red Sox fans. Oh, it's the Red Sox. They're greater this year. No, they aren't. (laughs) Chris Sale is not the pitcher he was three years ago. No, no. Um, and this, the pitching staff's kind of it's suspect at best. Yes, yes. It's you picked together. up Corey Kluber. He's your ace. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not uh, – you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we got another we got another pitcher that also looks washed. I mean, I'm sorry, but in uh, Carlos Carrasco, weren't mm. Carrasco and Kluber once upon a time part of a dynamite – at the time, Cleveland Indians pitching staff, or yeah, am I misremembering yeah, that? Kluber, Carrasco, uh, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, yeah, they had they had quite the staff going there. It's not doing it, – it, times are tough for former Cleveland uh, pitchers yeah. right now. Kluber's in Boston. Carrasco's in a Met. A Met, yeah. Not for long, I suspect. And yeah. Trevor Bauer's in Japan, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trevor Bauer's a whole new can of worms. We should probably not mention him on the show very much. <laughs> so before we go on, yeah, exactly. Well, before we go on to our, uh, to uh, more late Major League Baseball news, I just want to check out the comments from the comments section. We got some comments rolling in. Wonka the Saint, thanks for joining us. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Tim Bay goes undefeated. Uh, I no. needed, the, I needed that laugh, Wonko. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, really right. glad to glad to see you. <laughs> yeah, good to see you, buddy. All right, we got Rod from the Rod and Sister Podcast. He says, "What's up, fellas?" Uh, he asked Dustin, "Dustin, what positions do you want the CL Seahawks to draft?" We're going to get to that in the NFL segment, Rod. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> and I don't know if this guy's a troll or not. He says, hi, football, soccer ball is better. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it. Yeah. I mean, I like nothing against football, but I like football Americano just a little better. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's your Spanish lessons for the day. Yeah. So speaking of, speaking of, uh, uh, Hispanic players, uh, O'Neill Cruz of the oh. Pittsburgh Pirates with a terrible injury he suffered on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, Sean Mitchell. Oh, there you go. Sean Mitchell. Where? You, hey, Sean, where you? Where are you viewing us from? Thanks for joining in. We appreciate you joining us in the uh, on the show tonight. So O'Neill Cruz on Saturday, I believe it was Saturday afternoon. Uh, actually, no, it might have been Sunday. It might have been Sunday. Uh, suffered a broken ankle, a fractured ankle, had to have surgery. He's out for 10 to 12 weeks. There was a little bit of a dust up afterwards uh, with uh, between Carlos Santana and the uh, catcher for the White Sox, but O'Neill Cruz out with a broken ankle from a from a sliding in the home plate. Is this a lost season now for the Pirates, or is this uh, or is this just is this just a a a, a blemish? Because they're not a bad team. It's just, but they're gonna lose a yeah. lot now that he's not there. Yeah, that's I. You know, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say that it's a lost season, but you are not replacing O'Neill Cruz, and uh, by all indications. They're saying he could be out for four months or so, which is, I mean, a huge chunk of the season. And you you can't replace the kind of things that he can do. And uh, you have to wonder if it's going to deflate the Pirates a little bit. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Bay steps in and gets a little more uh, playing time. He's been a bit of a spark plug this season um, in the, on this young season, but it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be tough for the, for the pirates to bounce back from this. You lose one of your offensive stars. It's not, they're not bereft of talent, but it's, it's going to be tough to, to, you lose one of your biggest stars. It's going to be tough to fill that void for sure. And uh, over the, over the course of the season, there's so many games that you have to play that, by the time he comes back, they could be they could be in a bit of a hole, or you know who knows? Maybe they rally around this and and go on a run. Crazier things have happened, but to me, it it reads as this could uh, derail their season a bit. Well, if you if you're hoping if you're a Pirates fan, you're kind of hoping Brian Reynolds is going to pick up the pace. Right now, he's mm-hmm. he's doing pretty good. He's five home runs, three sixty six batting average, fourteen RBI, two stolen bases. I'm telling you, you're your candidate in the battle of the Bryans. You're getting that coffee. You're getting that coffee. And is this a long play? Is it just a reverse jinx attempt on my part? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, Brian Anderson's got three home runs and is batting 333 with 10 RBIs himself. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're good. To don't see. count yourself out just yet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hopefully for the, I mean, I had. Last week I had hope for the Pirates. I was I was excited about them yeah. just, just because they're such they're fun to watch. They were exciting. I watched from the highlights. They were a fun team to watch with O'Neill Cruz. Now he's out of the lineup. You gotta wonder if if they're gonna have the same exciting style without him. But I think I don't think it's gonna matter. Cause you still you still if you're a manager, you're still gonna you're still gonna have the same game plan night after night, day after day. So it's That's not really true. gonna matter. But you lose a talent like O'Neill Cruz, and 
it's going to suck for a while, but at the same time, you could still do well without them if they if you pick up the pieces and you stick to your game plan with with the aggressive ba- with the aggressive base running. That's what got him into trouble in the first place. Yeah, the aggressive base running, the timely home runs, and the timely hitting, plus decent pitching. You could still do pretty well, and that's that Central Division's. I would say that Central Division's up for grabs, but three different teams, including the Pirates, you know, the Pirates, the Cardinals, and the I could say the Brewers too. They're yeah. the three teams who are kind of in that Central race right now. Yeah, and it is, you know, we're kind of, (laughs) it's funny because depending on how you look at things, the long season could either be a negative or a positive, you know, depending on how, how you look at things. But I just think it's, it's going to be tough to replace some of what he brings to the lineup on a team that, that, like I said, it's not that they lack talent, but I don't think they have another star like that, but baseball, um, is is also a team game. Some people argue it's more of a team game than than something like the NFL or or basketball, especially the NBA. People people say, oh, you, you know, basketball is not a team game. Um, I disagree, and we're and we're going to we're going to possibly get into a little bit of that later. But gonna, no, I'm not going to go in. You're going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> but. But uh, yeah, baseball is a team a team game, so it's a, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm hoping the Pirates uh, rally around this. It, it, they're one of those teams. It'd be nice to see them doing well. It'd be yeah. nice to see them doing well. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. So we had a really impressive stat from yesterday. Andrew Heaney, uh, formerly former New York Yankee, current uh, Texas Ranger, recorded nine consecutive strikeouts. He broke. Nolan Ryan's team record with nine consecutive strikeouts against the Kansas City Royals in a in a eleven to two route of the of the Royals. That's pretty impressive, Dustin. I mean, yeah, nine strike nine consecutive strikeouts. You don't see that very often. Yeah, in baseball. yeah, and I mean, I've he- I've heard some people people including you know maybe myself um, gut reaction was well, it's against the Royals, and it doesn't look like the Royals are going to be one of the one of the elite teams this year in the in the MLB early on in the season. But right. these guys are still major league hitters, which means you have to be very good to make it to the major leagues. Newsflash, I don't want to alarm anyone. <laughs> but you have to be you have to be very, very good. And the 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 path to the major leagues is longer than almost uh, longer than a lot of other sports. You have to you have to go through uh, more levels so to speak. So the Royals, they still have, they still have major league hitters in their lineups and they have uh Vinny Pasquantino. He's, he's a young hitter that, that the, pa- uh, the Pasquatch. Is, yeah. Yeah. The uh, let's see, they had, um, they had Billy Butler back in the day. What was his nickname? The, the country breakfast. We should come up with a nickname for, for Vinny Pasquantino. He already Maybe, has one. So Pasquatch. The Pasquatch. Pasquatch. Right. Every, time, every time he walks, you see, the, you see a, a guy dressed up in a Sasquatch cartoon <laughs> costume walk across the, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 in and uh, Kaufman Stadium. Oh man, I didn't know that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but you know, like he's there. They they have major league hitters. So what Andrew Haney did is very very impressive. I believe he retired the first ten batters, nine of which were strikeouts. That's yeah. that's something special. 
Like you said, yeah. you don't see that. So, so regardless of who it was against, extremely impressive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one note to get to uh, from the pitcher side, uh, Braves pitcher Ian Anderson is reportedly having Tommy John surgery. So he's done for this season and a little bit into next season. Now, Ian Anderson, he's a kid from Clinton Park, New York, which is not too far away from either of us. I went to the same high school of my alma mater, Shenandoah High School. Uh, he was part of the Braves 2021 team that won the World Series. So this is this is a pretty big loss if you're if you're a Braves fan. If to, to see one of your best pitchers go down, unfortunately. Now I don't know if it's true or not. It's just a report that's coming out. He will have to have top Tommy John surgery. But yeah. uh, if you're a Braves fan, this is gonna affect your affect your uh, rotation. Oh, for sure, for sure, because they don't they don't uh, another one of the um their young pitchers from last year, Kyle Wright. He is still out and on his way back. So. The Braves are kind of piecing together a pitching staff as it is right now. For Anderson to go down, um, it's unfortunate for them. Yeah. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Well, before we get to our first ad break, I want to talk about this particular game. It didn't happen in Major League. Didn't happen in Major League Baseball. Happened in Double A. Happened in the minors. On Saturday, the Chattanooga Lookouts. I believe they're an affiliate of the California Los Angeles Angels. They got no hit by the Space City Trash Pandas. <laughs> Please tell me that was a fan-picked name. Hold on. <laughs> and they won the game. Oh. They got no hit. Wow. And they won the game 7-5. to five. Oh, man. How does that even happen? My brain is broken. Well, Dustin, I'll tell you, courtesy of CBS Sports, this happened. The, the, the trash pandas were up in the seventh inning. They're in the, up in the top of the seventh inning. This is what happened. Walk, walk, pop out, walk, strike out, walk. An error, which was I watched the highlight. It was a dropped ball from the, by the center fielder. So all th- so three runs scored. The the bases cleared. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. No, oh, I'm sorry. That was two runs scored. Hit by pitch, which loaded the bases. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch once again. <laughs> wow. Walk. <laughs> Wild pitch, which brought the score to seven to three. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. Strikeout. So here's what ha- this is what this is the ca- final count of what happened. Five hitters drew a walk, four hitters got plunked, one reached on an error. So the trash pandas did make it a game. It was seven to three at that point. The trash pandas made it a game. They scored two more runs in the bottom of the seventh, but unfortunately, that was that was the score of the game. So <sighs> so the, the the starter whose name is Coleman Crow. Allowed only two walks in six scoreless hitless innings, but the bullpen and the defense let him down with all those walks, all those errors. And just to reiterate, folks, the lookouts beat the trash pandas <laughs> seven to five and recorded this many hits. Zero zilch, nada, nil. Jeez. I <laughs> I am mystified. I, <laughs> I I would venture that will never happen again. That 
that will never happen again. There's just no way. There's just no way. And how do you think that that pitcher has got to feel <laughs> that pitcher has got to feel horrible about it? Oh, I threw a no hitter. <laughs> oh, geez. It's it's gotta be like the most uh, hollow thing. It yeah. Now last actually this happened last year. The oh. Pirates beat the Reds in a game one nothing without recording a single hit. Hunter Green and Art Warren combined to keep the Pirates to no hits. But it will but it will not go down as an official no hitter. Because yeah, be- the two pitchers did not go nine innings. Mm-hmm. But does qualify as an eight inning no hitter. But the Pirates won one to nothing and had no hits. <laughs> That's back on May fifteenth of last year. Oh, I had forgotten about that. I had how how I how I could forget about that marquee matchup of the Pirates and Reds in May last year. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just beside myself with anger. Um, but, <laughs> but but. But I just, I mean, at least in that scenario, the one nothing is a lot more believable because, you know, somebody could get hit by a pitch. So a wild pitch could get past somebody, you know, but seven to five is a wild score. Yeah. It's, the, uh... the amount of hit by pitches that you read off in that <laughs> was like mind-blowing. It was it was awful. It was awful. I, yeah. I I compel you to watch the highlights later. I'll just, I'll send you the video. I'll text you the video. But I'll uh, you gotta watch just that complete collapse of an inning. That was just it was bad. And I know it's minor league baseball, but it's it's it was just oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta look up the tr- the Space City Trash Pandas. Are- Sorry, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. The Rocket City Trans- Trash Pandas. They're the affiliate of the Los Angeles Angels. And I think Chattanooga is the affiliate of the Reds, if I'm not mistaken. So the Chattanooga Lookouts, they are the Cincinnati Reds affiliate. Okay. So I was I was I had them okay. reversed, but man, that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible way to lose. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting over that one for a while. No, no. But well, before we go to our first ad break, we're gonna go back to our comments section. Uh, S. Michael GG says my name is Sean. He's coming. He's checking in from Mexico. Oh, so, hey, thanks, Welcome. thanks for Sean, thanks for joining us, uh, Sean. Uh, Rod asked, "Will the Tampa Bay Rays will the Tampa Rays be contender this year? It's a young season. He, you know, it's we'll find out in October, Rod." But yeah, but right I, now I'm looking good. Yeah, and I think they, I think they will, just because, like I, for things I detailed at the beginning of the show, the openers, all the things they've done over the past few years, they just, they just seem to find ways to win this team. Yeah. Yep. Brian Snow, Snowman Media, Multimedia, he says, "Dust those maps. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's coming." Our buddy Scott says, great show, guys. Have to give a shout-out to the Bruins. Got the record for most regular season wins. And tonight, they're going for the points record to overtake the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about that just right at the end of the show. We're going to talk about that just a little bit more. Uh, Sean says, you, you'll now NFL dogs are the best Americans. I'm not sure what that means, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wonka the Saint says, wasn't my best night on the mound. I admit it. Why do you think I'm anonymous? That's why you're in, that's why you're in double-A ball, Wonka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still still working your way. Still working your way up through the ranks. And Dustin, I think this is his point towards you. Are you Elon Musk? Uh, I, I, I mean, I've been unmasked on the show. I'm sorry, everybody. I've been your Tesla's your Tesla's outside. <laughs> I've been deceiving everyone, and uh, I've got the first Tesla truck, <laughs> and it's ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and our friend Jeff at S he asked Rogers officially member the Jets yet? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we before we do that, we want to talk about one of our newest partners with no credentials required and with Belly Up Sports. It's Mahler Brothers Golf. We all want to look good in the golf course, but when it comes to, but it also comes to the expense of feeling good. Mahler Brothers polos, they have polos that, polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day at the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Brothers signature polos. Mahler Brothers Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others who want a more subtle and sleek design, sleeking, sleek looking design. They also have fun tees, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. If you go to MahlerBrothers.com, you want to use promo code BELLYUP at checkout and save 15% off your order. So go to Mahler Brothers, Mahler Brothers. Mullerbros.com. Use promo code BellyUp. Save fifteen percent off your order. I'm looking to hit the golf course more this this summer, Dustin. I don't know about you. But yeah, I mean, even you know, even if I'm duffing the golf ball around, I still want to look and feel great. Oh yeah, yeah. And and guess what? If you're if you're an an office man like me for the day job, yeah. I like to I like to put on a little golf polo at the office here, a little business cash going on. That's right. That's right. And you know, I'll, I'll share my screen here. Take a look at some of the designs that they have. I mean, they got some pretty pretty funky designs. Look at this. This is oh, some swell be- stuff right here. You got flamingo. You got dolphins. You got a floral. You got USA. If you want to punch somebody in the face with patriotism, you got a USA flag <laughs> shirt. You got another one right here. The America Slim Fit Polo. Oh, there got we go. Camo. Some I like cool, the, these are pretty cool designs. Yeah, I like the look of the uh the uh dolphin one up there. I thought I saw it, it was uh blue. Yeah, yeah, dolphin slim fit. That one looks good. I'm gonna put get that for the office, bring a yeah. little bring a little pop to the office, get a comments right. on some shirt. That's right, that's right. So get 15% off your order with promo code belly up at checkout, maulerbros.com. It's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S dot com get yours today although uh i noticed in that screenshot the size selected was extra small that ain't that ain't me chief that, that ain't that me won't get, that, that won't even get over my head <laughs> i know i've slimmed down quite a bit but that's a, that's a stretch that's yeah. literally and figuratively speaking so let's talk some nfl news we had some we had a pretty big signing over the weekend as uh, as it was announced on sunday that odell beckham jr has signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it was there was done two teams that I was looking at for uh, to join in 2023 between the Ravens and the Jets. He was reportedly going to go for a visit to Florham Park, but it looks like at the final 
final hour that the that the that the uh, strike of midnight on Sunday, the Ravens signed him to a one-year, eighteen million dollar contract. So here here's the big question: Does this mean that Lamar Jackson remains the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, Dustin? To me, to me, it almost has to because because Odell, we know the kind of we know the kind of player he is. He's not even even with his knee injury and everything, and he's an older player. I he still views himself as a number one receiver. That's the mindset he has, and he's always said, "Well, I can't say like I know him, but to me, the fact that he signed with Baltimore indicates that Lamar Jackson will be there." Because you're not going to have just anybody throw to you. He's not going to – he didn't sign there to have uh, Huntley throw to him or Hunley. Hunley. I always get it. Snoop. Snoop Hunley. Yeah. I, I always get it. Whatever, uh, Ian Rappaport. I know. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he didn't sign there to have him throw to him. So I imagine unless the Ravens just gave him the highest offer and he kind of signed a prove it deal. But even then you want to paint yourself in the best light. And how do you do that? You have, you have an elite quarterback throwing to you. It certainly helps. So to me, Ed signals that Lamar Jackson probably going to be in Baltimore next year. You know, I talked about this on snowman's program yesterday. We talked about that a little bit. I have a feeling that Lamar's not going to play next year. Oh, okay, he's going to sit. I, I out. just, ha- I just have a feeling. Uh, this is not Ross. This is not Ristradamus talking. This is just all right. All right. It's not a bold prediction. It's just I don't it, hear I, the thunder. <laughs> there's no thunder. There's no thunder. I promise you that. But there's just a. a I just have a. I just have a gut feeling he's not going to. He's not going to suit up this year. Whether it's between whether it's because of the contract situation mm-hmm. uh, with the Ravens, he wants. He wants Deshaun Johnson money, yeah. Deshaun Watson money. It's, it's what he wants. And thanks a lot, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Clowns for resetting the market on quarterbacks everywhere. But he wants that kind of money. He wants the 250. He wants the bag thrown at him. He wants yeah. $250 million guaranteed. And the Ravens aren't flinching. They're going to say, oh, we're not going to, we're not going to flinch. We're not mm-hmm. going to give you that kind of money. We've got a, we've got the future to, to build around. We got you. We want to build around you, and yeah, Odell bringing Odell Beckham Jr. helps, but in the law, uh, but I don't think I think this is, this contract situation is gonna gonna drag out, and I don't okay. think I, I think he's gonna pull a I think he's gonna pull he's gonna pull a Le'Veon Bell, and he's just gonna he's just not gonna play. I think that, well, I think part partly is the contract, and partly it's his health. His knee, his one knee, is not. Yeah, I mean, that the, is he, true. He missed he missed the last six games of the year because he didn't want to get hurt. Want to avoid a, a Robert Griffin the third situation when he had when he blew out his yeah. knee twice, <laughs> yeah, basically in a in a in a five week span. So I think I think I think the situation is untenable at this point. You're going to have to either trade him to the to the highest bidder who's going to give you those first those two first round picks, whether it be Indianapolis or Washington or who or whichever whichever NFL team is willing to give up those first round picks to grab him. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to, be, or he's going to sit out the rest, or he's just going to sit out all of 2023, and the signing is just going to be, is it's not going to happen at all. This, yeah, or this, or this OBJ signing is moot. 
No, yeah, well, that's yeah, that's a very strange, and that's that's the only reason why I think, and maybe, and I mean, obviously, I know that they can't tell him, they can't be like Odell, he's gonna be here, um, but I don't know, I just there's a part of me that would say because if you're Odell, why wouldn't you want to have Aaron Rodgers throwing to you? You go to the, you know, so. The fact that he signed with Baltimore shocked me. It came out of left field. I didn't even know Baltimore was in the running. And then all of a sudden, bam, there, there it is that they signed him. Um, so to me, I was just like, this has to mean something. But I, that's probably me overreaching. But you did bring up uh, Le'Veon Bell, and that was what I wanted to mention. Now, I get it, totally different positions, totally different positions. But do you think Lamar – if he does sit out next year, Le'Veon Bell was never the same after he did that. He never well, cons- consider who he signed with and the man who ran that team. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Now I have to, I have to, I, mean, I have to factor that into an account. But it's also you can try to keep yourself look into in- my look into my spaced out eyes and tell you who <laughs> ran that team. What a press conference that was! But. Ugh. But I will say a moment in Jets history. And I get it. Running backs, running back, running backs age and dog years in the NFL. It's a fact of life. But there also is a small part of me that wonders because Lamar Jackson, if he did decide to sit out, he would he would work and he would uh, have a trainer and he would say, I'm saying I'm staying in shape. I got everything going. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. But. There is nothing that can simulate simulate uh, playing in an NFL game. So to me, if he did come back, I mean, look at look at Deshaun Watson himself. He was an extended layoff for horrific yeah. reasons, and he looked he looked like the Tin Man out there. He had a lot of rust, a lot of rust yeah. going on. You know, so I, so I just I I would wonder if Lamar would just be like, mm, maybe I don't want to do that. So it, it is this Lamar Jackson situation continues to be more interesting. You know, I just it, you wonder what's going to happen because it feels like Lamar doesn't want to flinch. The Ravens aren't going to flinch, but I think the two sides are going to find themselves and say, hey, let's work it out. Let's figure this thing out and let's 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 try to make it work together. But that's just my read. So we got more comments about the situation. Uh, Jeff says OBJ still views, in air quotes, himself as a number one. And I've viewed myself as a stud in high school. But I think we all might have, Jeff. Uh, Yeah. 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 Wonko says Joy Taylor and the Speak crew. I think she's I think she's I think it's Speak Your Mind on Fox uh, FS1 uh, reporting on NFL insider air quotes again predicts that Jalen Hurts will sign a 7 year 345 million dollar contract thoughts my first is what yeah that i can't even fathom that kind of money that's nearly 50 million dollars a year yeah yeah that's man man that yeah uh, well, Jeff also asked, Wonko seems high, but Mahomes signed close to 500 mil. He signed a $400 million 10-year deal, Mahomes did, but only $63 million that was guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where it was 
that were that's where it was different. It wasn't astronomical guaranteed money. I mean, $63 million is astronomical money, but when you compare it to the rest of the contract, it's probably not going to be. It's kind of like, remember when everybody was like, what the hell are the Islanders doing when they signed Rick DiPietro to that 10-year deal? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but, but that deal, had Rick not gotten injured and stuff, and it, if he had turned into what everyone thought he could be at the time, it would have been a discount, you know? So I don't know. Maybe right. <laughs> maybe the, these this Mahomes deal is just ahead of its time. Hey, look. Rick DPH day is the same day as uh as uh Bubba Bonilla day. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're an athlete out there and you want to, to have yourself a contract, do it, Bobby. I don't think you'd be able to be able to do what Bubba Bonilla and yeah Rick, Rick DiPietro did, but try something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe you can talk to old Charles Wang. Maybe he's giving out uh money <laughs> somewhere. I'm not sure if he's a I don't know if he's a owner of the islanders anymore I'll yeah think, i don't know what i think it might have passed <laughs> oh oh well unfortunately in that case, yeah i don't i i didn't think he was the owner of the islanders anymore i was just okay. wondering uh where. so here here's the details of patrick mahomes contract so this year he'll make his base salary will be five and a half mil it was a signing bonus of two million roster bonus of 22.4 million a workout bonus of five hundred fifty thousand. Restructure six point seven million miscellaneous. I don't know what miscellaneous is. I'm looking at spottrack.com, so big ups to spot track. Two point five mil. So his cap hit would be thirty nine point six nine three million for a total of forty million forty point four five million dollars. So it's crazy how these, these contracts work. Now he's got a base salary next year of only two and a half mil. <laughs> plus the crazy signing bonuses and the roster Ultra. bonus and the workout bonus and the restructure. So at the end of his contract, his final take a guess at what his base salary is for his final year in 2031 at 36 years old. On the final year, and we're talking the we're final talking year. Mah- we're talking Mahomes right now. Patrick Mahomes. Let's say uh let's say he's at 40 mil a year. <laughs> You're actually close. It's 38 mil. Oh, man. I was salary at 36 years old. Man, I was trying. I was trying. I'm like, I'm like trying to. Uh, math was never my strong suit, but I'm sitting here carrying it. wasn't mine five. either, but I just looked at the contract details. I'm like, wow. This is just the way contracts are structured is just weird. Yeah. Uh, Wonko says, maybe I'm just not keeping up with the NFL, where the NFL money is going. Still don't see Hertz as a top 10 quarterback. Maybe number 10. Yeah. I, I could see him at number 10, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Impromptu. Who's who's better? Who's better right now? We know Mahomes. We know Mahomes is probably – he's number one. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Maybe some people would say he's number two. Uh, number Josh three, Allen. Josh Allen. Lots of people. Lots of people loving Josh. Um, then who do you go? Then who do you go? Lamar, if he plays? Do you, go, do you go Lamar? Because then with the season Jalen Hurts had, I'm not I'm not saying he's uh the best, and I'm not saying being on a great team didn't help, but but we were on our football uh, roundtable discussion and we were a lot of us were talking Jalen Hurts for MVP. So 
I was uh, certainly in that camp. Yeah. I was certainly in that camp. So, I mean, would you say, I don't know, would you do, who, who else would you go with? Because I, I'm inclined to put him perhaps in the top five. Um, but so that's because Russell, I mean, Russell Wilson's not, I would argue Russell Wilson is, is slipping out after the season he had people yeah, remember last, last season. He uh, was, yeah. People remember what he used to be, not what he is now, you know, and, and I'm no Russ hater as a, as a Seahawks fan. I hope he comes back and does better next year, but uh, I think, I don't know who else would, because I wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers above Jalen Hurts right now. If I had to start a team, I would just based on age alone, I'm going Hurts. Uh, you could say Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's true. He's definitely that's top, the other top ten. Yeah, that's uh, the other one that I'm missing. The major... Trevor Lawrence is creeping up there. Yes, um, he, he did a lot last season to prove. Um, but if he sustains it next year, then we're going to have to have a conversation. Yeah, um, but, Trevor Trevor Lawrence is is an upward trend. Daniel Jones is on an upward trend. Yeah, um, I would argue Hertz um, is better than Jones. I would. I would. Yeah, I, I would think I would have to think Hertz is definitely is definitely in the top ten conversation. Yeah, Hertz sure. is Hertz is better than Dak. I'm sorry, Dallas, but he is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So, yeah. So uh, Jeff asked uh, how the New York Jets are in their negotiations with. Uh, he asked if if New York if if uh, Aaron Rodgers was a member of the New York Jets yet. No, it's day, it's officially day like forty five of. Aaron Rodgers watch and um I'm tempted to have a moratorium on any Rodgers talk until the deal. <laughs> this is uh this is like this is surpassed Lent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is past Jesus wandering in the desert and being tempted by Satan. Is we're at that point right now. Oh goodness. So actually we had a great question by Rod uh, from the Rod uh, Uncensored podcast and I want uh, that was actually one of our topics tonight about who about what your team needs to address in this week's NFL draft cuz the draft is two and a half weeks away. So so Dustin I want to get your opinion on the Seattle Seahawks. I, I wrote an article on billyupsports.com. It was published yesterday about the what the the biggest needs the Jets have. But I want to get your opinion on what the biggest needs the uh, the biggest needs the Seattle Seahawks have. All right. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll lead this one off and then I'll be interested. Uh, I'm going to go read your article because I want to know what you think about the Jets and, and what's been going on. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, the biggest need that sticks out to me as a, as a Seahawks fan, I'm not like super dialed into the team, but I try my best. Um, they need defensive tackle D D end. We got no pressure on the quarterback last year. It was one of our, it was one of our weak points. Um, so I, I think they need to address that area on the team uh, defense. I do also think with everything that's happened with Rashad Penny, um, going on to a new place, I wish him, I wish him, uh, all the best. I hope he, I hope he does well. Uh, he just, he was great when healthy for us, but when healthy was the operative term. Um, Kenneth Walker, I think, is going to be a star in this league, but they need running back depth because, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they also lost another running back. I think Travis Homer is no longer on the team. So I think as of now, the only running backs to my memory that we have signed are DJ, DJ Dallas and um, Kenneth Walker. So 
I would like to see them pick up some running back depth in the draft as well. And I would be remiss if I did not admit they have a top, they have a top pick. We don't know when we're going to be in this position again. So I think in spite of the Geno Smith deal, I think they should, if they have the opportunity, grab one of the top quarterbacks in this draft with this pick, because then you can you have the luxury of having Geno and and I love what Geno did last year, but he's not the long-term answer. And the deal leaves it relatively close that you can develop someone behind him and you don't have to thrust that rookie in. So I would not be opposed if they did go out and get a quarterback. But their biggest need to me is uh, defensive tackle. And, of course, they need O-line help. I've been I've been banging that drum for years. I think the Seahawks should take a center this year as well. Okay. All right. So as for my New York Jets, uh, I addressed this on bellyupsports.com. <clears throat> Article's up uh, right now. Uh, the the four positions I looked at were offensive line because I think their their depth is has been a little bit depleted. Uh, they lost George Fant; he's a free agent. Uh, they added Wes Schweitzer and Tristan Colon Castillo in free agency. Uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen with Connor McDermott if he's going to be a uh, he's going to be going to be a uh, pre training cam- training camp casualty. Uh, but their biggest need I think right now is offensive tackle. Because Dwayne Brown, yeah, for all the hype that came with him being one of the most durable offensive linemen in the NFL, he only played 12 games last year for the Jets. Yeah, and we all know, and every Jets fan knows what's happened with Makai Becton. He's only played in, I think, a handful of games since he was drafted in 2020, missed all last year with a knee injury. From every indication, he looks ready to go for OTAs when OTAs start. Uh, he's trimmed. He's slimmed down tremendously. I think he's lost like fifty or sixty pounds. He looks looks slimmer than me. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost a bunch of weight since uh, December twenty twenty one myself, but he looks ready to go. But I think the Jets could use either a tackle or an interior lineman. Uh, I also addressed the need at defense. I didn't sign linebacker. C.J. Mosley is going to be thirty one this year. I think he's going to be thirty one this year. He's got a big contract. He still has remaining. He's, he's still got, I think, two years left on his contract, and it's still worth it's it's a little, worth a boatload of money. Thanks, Mike McKagan, for that. <laughs> uh, but I think they they need to address that position inside linebacker. They need some more depth on defensive line, especially in the interior, because of Shell and Rankins having having signed well, Reese signs back. He signed back with New Orleans, I believe. So he's a he was an effective run stopper, but I think he's. Uh, um, I think they need to address that. And also, I think they need to address wide receiver because we don't know what's going to happen with Corey Davis if he's going to be part of the trade package with uh, with with Green Bay. Uh, there's also the fact that they moved on from Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore. Uh, Braxton Berrios was cut. Elijah Moore was traded for a second-round pick, so the Jets have back-to-back second-round picks uh, in, in, the second, in, in, this, in this year's draft. So those are the four needs that I, I think the Jets need. Again, you can look at my article on bellyupsports.com if you're a Jets fan who's watching or listening. If you're watching live or watching the replay or listening on the podcast side, go ahead and check that out, bellyupsports.com. Just go to our NFL section or just look up New York Jets in, in the search option. So those are my big four needs uh, for, for the New York Jets. Now, there's a trade that actually happened today. Uh, Jeff Okuda, the Lions' former, well, now former 
defensive back. He was traded to Atlanta for a fifth round pick in 2023. And I beg to ask the question with some of the moves that they made on defense so far this year in free agency, they say sign Calais Campbell. They add Jeff Okuda. Are the Falcons going to be the team to watch in the NFC South in 2023? That's for me. um, For me, they could be, but it hinges on a couple of things. One who's playing quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. And also, and this is this is this was my gut reaction, but it also hinges on Arthur Smith. Is he actually going to use some of those weapons that they that they that they drafted highly and then and then proceeded to leave in the bag for most games? I'm looking at you, Kyle Pitts, the unicorn <laughs> tight end that you took fourth overall, Arthur Smith, and you didn't do anything with him. I'm putting that, unicorns in air quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now and then, and then they've got Drake London, but they, they didn't they didn't throw the ball to either of these to either of these guys. Arthur Smith was no. running the ball like a madman. He's a he's a run first guy. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. But if he decides to air it out and 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 gets that defense playing well, I think the Falcons could be extremely entertaining next year. But that's the thing. Is it Desmond Ritter at quarterback? Is it somebody else? Is it is it Lamar Jackson? I think it's gonna, I think it's it, well. It could be either Lamar Jackson or it could or it could be definitely be Desmond Ritter. I, they, yeah. they they took Desmond Ritter for a reason last year. I think it was a third round pick. If I'm not I mistaken. So. Yeah. So they took him for a reason, and whatever that reason is, if he's the quarterback for the, of the future for the Falcons, then he's the quarterback of the future for the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, you, part of it is you look at that division and and you just wonder what's going on. I mean, Tampa Bay, they're they're they got a retool now after the retirement of of one Tommy Brady, and they got they got Baker Mayfield in there now, probably as a bridge gap quarterback. No offense, Baker, but I'm not I'm not buying in like I did last year, predicting that you were going to come out with that energy and and guide the Panthers to a wild card berth. <laughs> No, I'm not I'm not going in that well. Oh no. So so and then and then the aforementioned Panthers, you know, you look at some of what they're doing. They brought in Frank Reich, you know, he's probably got a plan, but it's going to take a little bit to implement it. So it, it could be the Falcons. Could be the Falcons there. Before we take our next commercial break, Jeff asks as a Dolphins fan, he says as a Dolphins fan, I want to see a top O lineman added. Well, here's the problem for the Dolphins. They don't have a first-round pick. That pick was forfeited in the tampering when it was found that uh, your owner, Mr. Ross, had uh, Stephen Ross, had tampered uh, to try to bring in Deshaun Watson. Um, so they lost their first-round pick. They won't have a they won't have a pick until round two at number fifty-one. So unless they trade back into the first round, Jeff, um, got to wait a while for that first pick for the Dolphins. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. As a Jets fan, I don't as a Jets fan, I kind of laugh, but at the same time, it's like, eh, whatever. So (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna take a quick commercial break from our friends at SeatGeek. Stay tuned for more no credentials required. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports. SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, 
comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. And that, uh, yeah, I'd like to meet the man who made that commercial. I suspect that he's uh, pretty handsome and uh, is, uh, <laughs> is a uh, good guy outside yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, sound, sounds like it. Sounds like it. But seriously, folks, SeatGeek.com, use promo code BellyUpSports. Get 20 bucks off your first ticket price of priced out at $50 or more. Baseball season is, is, is right here for us in Albany. Albany Empire, they're they're going to start pretty soon. Yeah, uh, for later on this later on, it's NFL season. You also got the playoffs for the NBA and NHL. So save yourself a bit of money if you're going to go out to a game. Use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. Get fifty, get twenty dollars off any ticket priced fifty dollars or more. We're talking about a little bit about the NBA and the NHL. And Dustin. I mentioned this, and it's, this is part of the uh, banner, <laughs> part of our uh, fingernail for a uh, thumbnail for the uh, saw that. for the program. Dustin dusts the Mavs. Um, I gotta ask you, as a Dallas Mavericks fan, what happened? <laughs> not not good. Not good. <laughs> not gonna say not, not good, Bob. <laughs> not great, Bob. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I that I saw this coming, but I remember on these very airwaves. I said, I said, I don't like this this Kyrie Irving trade. Doesn't look good for the Mavs. I just had a feeling. I had a feeling. And boy, has it looked bad. Luka and, and Kyrie, they had a horrible record when the two of them were playing together. They traded away their best defensive player in Finney Smith, and, and then their defense just went off a cliff. It just went off a cliff. And, and the worst part of it is, one, they're being investigated for tanking. But that part I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. That's because the NBA hates Mark Cuban. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. NBA hates Mark Cuban because he and David Stern used to go back and forth. Adam Sir- Silver's carrying it on. Every team tanks, okay? Every team tanks. It's just that the Mavs had a shot to be in the playoffs, so they were super obvious about it. And also, Cuban is vocal, and he's not afraid to put his foot in the mouth in the media. So it's um, that doesn't help matters. That doesn't help matters. Sometimes Cuban he shoots himself in the in the in the foot. I love him for going out and getting some of the best uh, facilities and trying to trying to fly the the Mavs players on some of the best planes to help entice free agents there. But it hasn't it hasn't worked largely. So you traded away your best defensive player for what ineffectually in my mind is going to be a rental. And the worst, the worst, I don't know how I keep doing this on this show, but it's probably because I've been watching a lot of like WWF and slash E documentaries. Shout out to A&E, the the WWE on A&E biographies. They're great. They're top notch. They're nostalgic. And that's what's on my mind right now. But Luka Doncic, he's coming out and saying he's your youngest star. He's he's. He's like probably one of the best players in the NBA. He's a he's a once in a generation talent, and you've got him coming out saying he's not having fun on the court anymore. 
And you and you can see it too. You can see it in his face. He used to be out there throwing bombs, making shots. He'd do the the, the tongue wag thing and the and the points, and he'd be backing down the court like I don't know how I just did that, you know. But you could tell he was having a great time out there. You have him coming out and saying that he's not having fun on the court anymore, and they got to figure it out. And this was before they flamed out of the playoffs. Now. Now, you know what it reminds me of? And this is where the WWE rant that I just went on comes into play. But, Ryan, do you remember in, I think it was like 95, Shawn Michaels came out and he gave the, he vacated the title and he said he'd lost his smile? He that's lost his smile! That's what, oh, my that's, gosh, he that, went that's there! What the, that's what Luca. That's yes. what Luca looks like right now. He's lost his smile. And now there's rumors. There's rumors. And he I'm stepping. His, and Kyrie Irving stole that smile. I know. <laughs> and I was, I'm going to start calling. I'm going to start calling Kyrie Irving the smile stealer. All right. <laughs> now, now we're out. <laughs> the thing is now. The thing is now. Because Kyrie's not staying. Kyrie's no, come out he's and said, gone. He, he said, he said, uh, playing for the play in is not what I expected. So he's gone. So now you traded away oh, Finney schmuck. Smith. You you didn't let you didn't re-sign Brunson last year, who has proven with the Knicks that he was legit. He was for real. And now Luca's pissed off. Now there's rumors of a potential Luca trade or that he could walk in 2024. It is chaos now. You have mismanaged. You have Oh mis- God, it's chaos in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I will tell you, I will be incensed. I will be enraged if you let Luka Doncic, Doncic get away. Uh, and that's all I've got to say. But Kyrie is not staying there. The, the Mavs have come out and said it's not Kyrie nor, or Buzz. Nor, sh- nor should he. Yeah. Nor should he. Yeah. He, he's not going to stay there. But he's he, not going to stay there. And you need – and it's – this league, Luka is great, right? He needs to work on his defense. But he can make any shot. He's Half crazy. the league needs to work on their defense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like everybody, but you can't do it with one player anymore. It's not how the NBA works. You gotta, you gotta pair people together, and then you gotta put uh, depth around them. Because um, you can't, you can't invest, you can't invest all your team in like three players either. You gotta have like this perfect match. But Luca by himself, along with the fact that there's no sales tax. And the fact that that the Mavs reportedly have some of the best facilities in the NBA because of that Cuban money, uh, that is not enough to to lure free agents to Dallas. We've seen it time and time again. We've seen it, and it, um, and I remember I remember back in the day, the fans were excited to get Eric Dampier in Dallas. Okay, the oh, center. No, no offense God. to Eric Dampier, but come on. Wow, that's a name from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's my those are my thoughts on that. Lu, the the Kyrie Irving stole Luka Doncic, uh, stole his smile, stole his smile, <laughs> and now they're in danger of losing him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we, you know, watching and listening to Snowman just talk. We talk about they talk about talk about Kyrie Irving a lot, and I've. Talked about him a little bit, and it's just for you know, watching. I don't compare comparison to the documentary as well. the The documentary, the docu series, I should say, "Once Upon a Time in Queens." Oh. They t- when they talked about the eighty, the late eighties Mets, not the yes. not the 
mid eighties that saw them win the World Series, but I'm saying I'm about eighty seven onward when they trade Kevin Mitchell and when they uh, brought in was it Kevin? I can't remember his last name. Oh, Not yeah. Reynolds. I gotta look. It but up. I can't remember the na- I can't remember the name. But I remember Len Dykstra saying, "Yeah, we liked we liked having him on his team as a great teammate, but he he didn't love baseball." Mm-hmm. And to me, that seems what Kyrie Irving is. He's a guy who plays basketball, but he doesn't love basketball. He was drafted in the in the NBA. He was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers after playing, I think, what eleven games at Duke, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Then he goes to the, he goes from the Cavaliers to the Celtics. Didn't want to play for the Celtics. Went to Brooklyn. Didn't play great with Brooklyn. Gets dealt to gets dealt to Dallas. That the irony is that the, the, it looked like the Nets were going to be the tanking team when they trade Kyrie. Tried to be the best thing for them because then now they're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, it was uh, Padres out. Uh, uh, let's see for outfielder Kevin Kevin McReynolds. That Kevin was McReynolds. Okay, Kevin okay. McReynolds. Yep. That's who it. That's who it was. I yeah. saw that documentary too. That was great. Great soundtrack. But oh, uh, continue. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it just seems like Kyrie Irving knows how to play basketball, but doesn't love basketball. And he yeah, also, I, whenever I think of whenever whenever I think of Kyrie Irving, I think of that quote from Once Upon a Time in Queens by Len Dykstra saying Kevin McReynolds was a was a good teammate. It was a good teammate. Just didn't love baseball. Mm-hmm. No, and, and I I think that's an apt that's an apt comparison. And I love I love the Uncle Drew shorts as much as the next guy. Those were hilarious, All right? But it just and then and then you think about how you know LeBron and Kyrie they were they were magical together in Cleveland for that for that for that title run. LeBron, the Brock from my hand. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest, one the of greatest, the greatest, one of the great calls. radio calls yeah. I've ever heard. Come back yeah. from that, come back from that Red Bulls game. Yeah, that was that was uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. But like, then you hear rumblings that he would love to play with LeBron again. You know, Ugh. after after that ended contentiously, I don't think Kyrie can't figure out what he wants and i don't this is no because i'm i'm not sure how i would be either but i don't think kyrie knows how to be a leader and and perhaps how to play with teammates unless because for all of there's a lot of people that say a lot of things about lebron james but it was clear that in cleveland lebron took him aside and said hey you know this is this is how it's going to work and he figured out a way to play with Kyrie where it was magical. And in that way, Kyrie was another person that he came to rely on with mm-hmm. making big shots. And you could tell, you could tell, I mean, I watched some Mavs games since the trade. You could tell they're just out of sorts. They, yeah. they didn't look, they didn't look great. And, and you got to wonder how much of it was on Jayton, whether some of it was on Jason Kidd not figuring out a way to have them both in the games and make it work because clearly yeah. something was off. But I, I, I have a feeling Jason Kidd might have, be out of a job yeah. uh, for that. But yeah. then again, they could retool the team and without Kyrie Irving, and we'll see where he goes in the offseason. Not yeah. that he, 
And I mean, that was the whole really reason. Give a rip, but that was the whole reason. Uh, if memory serves, uh, that Rick Carlisle is no longer the coach of the Mavs, who I thought was a great coach, but one of the He's short, a very good coach. Yeah, but one of the shortcomings and the the potential rumors is that is that Luca perhaps felt, and some of the team brass felt that uh, Rick Carlisle didn't really know how to work with him, didn't really know how to use him. So that's one of the reasons that he is no longer in Dallas. Um, but who knows? And that's why they brought in Jason Kidd uh, to some degree. One, he they love him in Dallas for what he did in 2011 with Dirk and everybody. But also, he's a, he's a player who played the game relatively recently and thought that he'd be able to relate to Luka more and form a better relationship with Luka and that maybe Luka would have more of an open ear uh, because Jason Kidd is more of a player from the modern era. But, I mean, who well, knows? But it was it, a dumpster fire. Yeah, I don't know if you remember back in the day with this uh, trio of uh, Jason Kidd, Jim Jackson, and Jamal Mashburn. The, oh, the yeah, the Mash. Yeah. They were supposed to be the future in, in, in Dallas. Yeah. Then Tony Braxton came along. Yeah, <laughs> no, I and I remember because I remember because it's a clip and it's one of my favorite clips of all time. And sorry, Coach Kid, uh, we know what you went on to do. We know, but as a young player, <laughs> you said, and I quote, we're going to turn this franchise around 360 degrees. Well, if you turn them around 360 degrees, they're going to end up in the exact same spot. <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> oh, man. The mathematics is just terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's worse than me. It's and worse than me. Something. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's go to the comment section one more time before we wrap things up. Uh, Wonko says, I'm rooting for the Celtics, I guess. Yeah. Keep in mind, the NBA is hard for me to follow since the Sonics disappeared. Long live the Sonics. Yeah. And so yeah. I fair weather fan Cleveland only to see King James leave twice. Yeah. LOL. <laughs> no, and I am I am with you Wonko. Uh you know, when you tuned in last week, you would know that that was one of the sports moments that I could change if I could. I would I would keep the Sonics in Seattle. And and yet, you can't say anything bad about LeBron James without people coming after your head. Yeah. My Kang. Yeah. As they, as they, <laughs> as they Shout out to Cole Johnson for that. Uh, Jeff says lots loss of Finn's pick was about Flores, who I liked, who I liked some claims of quote racist policies. No evidence, much. Not sure how it'll help. Uh, so about, he's talking about not he's talking about uh, uh, Brian Flores, who's the ex head coach. Yeah, yeah. Not sure how it'll help. Teams hired GM and coaches who are black, but yes, might get fired. Yeah, and and Chris Greer, who's the GM of the Dolphins, he's black. So I don't understand. I didn't understand that lawsuit when that happened, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. The Finns probably need new ownership because their, their ownership is yeah just as reputable as the New York Jets ownership. <laughs> so top uh, notch, top notch, top notch. <laughs> <laughs> So I did want to mention briefly NHL news. We got some games going on right now. There are still wild card spots to be determined. But I just do did want to let you in, uh, let you all in who are listening and watching, whether you're watching live or on a replay. 
we're going to do a bracket. We're going to do a Stanley Cup bracket. Um, I'm working on some, some things behind the scenes. So stay tuned to our social media channels. I might even announce it on YouTube or other social media channels of what that bracket is going to be. It's going to be a bracket challenge, but I got to figure out, I got to figure out some prizes. So stay tuned for a special video coming hopefully this weekend. So Ooh. we'll let you know. Yeah. So it's, it's some exciting prizes and having some fun. Uh, Wonka says, awesome show, Ryan and Dustin. Cool to see you here again, Jeff. Thank you all. Thank you, Wonka. We appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. Yeah. As always we always do. Always do. Always do. So before we take off, just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and yeah, maybe maybe TikTok. I haven't updated since like November at no creds req, facebook.com forward slash no creds req, youtube.com forward slash at no creds req. If you're watching on either Facebook or or YouTube, whether it be live or on the replay, smash that like button, smash responsibly. That way, the algorithm knows that people like us uh, on the podcast side. Megaphones, our home base. We can also find us on Apple podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Google play, wherever you podcast, leave a review rate and review five stars guys, five stars, this many stars, one, two, three, four, five, five stars as the, for the rating review it. We might even read it on the air, regardless of whether or not it's, it's really sweet or very cruel. We'll read it on the air. For my broadcast partner, Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you for watching or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are always presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Again, thanks for watching or listening, and we'll tune in next week. Please stay in Dallas, Luca.